Hi, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast. Nine Bark have just been nominated in the BBC Two Folk Awards 2015 in the Best Album category. And you can hear the London launch of this album, Tin Can, in Hall 2 on Saturday the 18th of April. Their music is about the groove, about creating tension and space. The words contain tales of foxes, lost children, nature, pain and passion. Lisa Jen and Martin Hoyland, founders of the group, joined me for a chat via Skype. We started where it all began over a decade ago. I was doing the washing up in the in the kitchen after Lisa had cooked me this lavish, beautiful meal, which I provided the wine for, obviously. And um, I just heard this beautiful song coming from the living room. So I ran in. So what are you singing? And she said, oh, just some old Welsh folk song. I was like, it's not just, just. So I got my guitar out straight away. And you had rock and roll fatigue, didn't you? I'd have rock and roll fatigue. So you hadn't picked up your guitar for years. And we we were uh, going together as a couple to a friend's wedding and they asked us to sing a little, we, we jammed a little yeah. song, didn't we? Yeah. And that was the beginning of, of us singing in front of an audience yeah. kind of thing. And, it, and then it, it went from there. As we got more into it, we were looking at all these beautiful folk songs and we decided we didn't want them to do them in a very traditional fiddly D folk way. We wanted to muck them up a bit, you know, slow them down, make them more dark and brooding because a lot of the subject matter is very dark, you know, love and loss and death. And The influences are, you know, as a band, we're into anything from, from Prince to Bjork to... Scans, Led Zeppelin specials. You know, so so none of us actually, none of the six of us like the same things. Kind of maybe you and Ali, yeah. the drummer, are into the same thing. And I think that's really healthy because then what you've got is six people not trying to have a particular sound. A lot of people say that there's lots of space in our music, which there are, and at points people have been holding their breath when they see us live because they go, oh my God, nothing's happening. But that's okay, you know, to have that space, to have that breath um, in the music. And, and, and as a band, we just like sitting on the groove and just holding it there. Ten- tension and release. Tension and release, again, like rave music. <laughs> Obviously, the name Nine Bark, because it's so unusual, do you think maybe it puts people on the wrong foot or, or, or maybe that's on purpose? It wasn't on purpose at all. Yeah, the name Nine Bark is nine years old. Do you know, do you, know you grow into your name, don't you, in a way? It's when, when a baby's born and you just think, gosh, this, this is a bit strange, but you kind of grow into the name. And I guess we've grown... In Wales, we get called um, Now Bach, you know, and the number nine is Now in Welsh. But of course, it's a play, it's a play on words nine is the number nine 
for you in England, obviously. Um, but nine means grandmother in Welsh. And so it's kind of, yeah, it was a play on words um, because we're a bilingual band and it, it was important to us. I think with the, you know, maybe if some people think it might be something, I don't think they're so sure it is something. So like you say, you might have had a preconception, oh, maybe they're a nine-piece vocal group. But I think you you wouldn't be so sure, so you would maybe explore and try and find out what exactly is Neinbach. Let's talk about the, the, the new album, which obviously is going to be, um, we're going to hear at King's Place. Again, starting with a play on words, I, I believe. It's called Tinkian. It's it's a word that's dying. It's an old um, Welsh word that we don't really use anymore, but it's an amazing word. It means to, to clank, to clink. Uh, it resonates. It's, a, it's an old industrial word. Um, and it's, a, a, again, you know, like you say, a, a play on that word of, of you know, something ringing, something resonating um, in, a, in a distance, and, and, but also something really hard, industrial and, and powerful as well. Um, also, my first bash at songwriting as well. So literally, these songs have just, you know, been vomited out of me involuntarily. And they are sort of almost uh, like folk songs in a way. They tell a story. Um, each and every one of them has a story to tell, whether it's a true story, a historical story, or, or, or based, you know, or on fiction. Taking the blueprint from the first album, I think we wanted to even strip it away even more. We, so we wanted to make it even more minimal. Then we wanted to develop three-part harmonies just let the beautiful melodies come out really and then add maybe a few more. We're kind of obsessed with finding interesting instruments that are not your standard instruments. But we went out to Australia um, and collaborated with uh, amazing people like Lou Bennett, Shelley Morris, Archie Roach, who are all Aboriginal people. And it was the beginning of the songwriting procedure. Then whilst I was in Australia, I was finding myself writing songs in the back of four by fours, traveling to the remote communities in the Northern Territories and uh, writing songs in bus stops, uh, you know, and it, it was the beginning of, of, of that journey for me. As well as that production, Arrangement and instrumentation-wise, we were looking at, say, the great reggae artists like Lee Scratch Perry, or maybe some of the, the house artists like maybe Leftfield, the way that you could bring an instrument in and then take it out and maybe bring a melody line in that would never come back in, and the, the tension and release that we talked about before. I mean, we, you can obviously hear in our, in our songs, we already kind of lean towards that dub groove on some of the bass and drums. So we just wanted to develop those production techniques and arrangement techniques as well. Were you presently surprised when you got the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards? <laughs> from, from, from what you're saying, you don't necessarily see yourself 100% in that category. I think we were, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. I think we are creating today's Welsh folk. We were delighted. I mean, stunned. Yeah, stunned and extremely. Delighted. Are you going to stop answering my question? I questions? just wanted to put those two words in. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're an old band. We've been together for nearly 10 years. And uh, it's lovely to have that recognition by someone like the Radio 2 Folk Awards that, that appreciate what we're doing. Yeah, I think it's great recognition for, for Welsh language, awareness for Welsh language as well. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby. 
Yeah, and also to just to just to normalise the Welsh language as well, you know, with, without being too, um, you know, heavy-handed with it. It's 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 our first language. It's how we live. You know, people don't realise that our education is all in Welsh. You know, done my GCSEs and my A levels, everything through the medium of Welsh, um, and and that is important for, for for people, even Welsh language people, to to believe in that you you can sing in your mother tongue and still travel the world, uh, 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 you know, uh, being on, 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 on big stages, playing big festivals in Vietnam and worldwide, singing your mother tongue. We don't necessarily know what the words mean, but, but the music's so sweet, we, we want to know. Yeah, and, and that's lovely. And, and like you say, I think musically it's got to connect. If it comes from a real, real place, then it will naturally connect with people. Emotionally, people say that I'm an actress as well, so kind of that helps. But I mean, I do put myself when I'm exhausted coming off stage because I really live those songs and I really uh, feel them. And, you know, there are some emotional songs on Tinkian. Do you know what I mean? That, that you're talking about the stolen generation and all kinds of, of themes that are quite heavy. And, you know, people, for example, Plentin, which is a song of Tinkian, that's the one about the stolen generation. And people really feel that vibe. We played it in the Czech Republic to thousands of people and they were all up on their feet. Now, they had no idea what I was talking about, but the power in the music and the emotion in it, Mirai Me and Essil, always one of us wants to cry every time we sing that song because it's emotional. Do you know what I mean? It's like really... Oh my God, it's quite, it's hard. It's very hard to sing, um, and that inevitably will connect with an audience. Nine Bark play Hall Two on Saturday, the eighteenth of April at eight pm, with support from fiddle players Catriona Price and harpist Esther Swift, known as Twelfth Day. This is part of the King's Place Folk Music Strand and is not to be missed. I'm Ben Ashmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For more details about this event and to book tickets, please visit kingsplace.co.uk. Thanks for listening.